we started last Sunday looking at this return, a journey to healthy relationships. As many things are returning open, returning to meeting again, returning to what we might consider a little more normal state. One of the things that is paramount is that we return to healthy relationships. Now, it is not just because of COVID and a pandemic that relationships are jumbled up, but the isolation that took place when we couldn't get together did not help our relationships. So we're looking at the Word, and we're looking specifically in the New Testament. Romans chapter 12, verses 9 through 21 is our focus and our foundation through this whole series. And each week we're looking at one area that we need to return to to have healthy relationships. Last week it was commitment to be fierce in our commitment and our relationships. And we're talking about all relationships, not just a husband and wife, parent-child, sibling to sibling, friend to friend, coworker to coworker, enemy to enemy, to have healthy relationships. And this week, what we are looking at is that this journey continues with cooperation. If we're going to have healthy relationships, there needs to be some cooperation. And I'm not just talking about the absence of fighting with each other. Although that's a good start. This is not talking about just getting along. Go along to get along, as the phrase is. This is a working things out in a cooperative effort for healthy relationships. Each week I said I'm going to have someone or someone's helping me. And last week one of them knew ahead of time and one of them didn't. If you weren't here, go look it up online, you'll understand. This week they know, and in fact, uh, I asked Dalen Bradshaw, our uh, youth director and local minister in our church, to uh, read the scripture for me. Listen carefully and listen for those notes of cooperation in our relationships. All right, starting at verse 9. Love must be sincere. Hate what is evil. Cling to what is good. Be devoted to one another in love. Honor another above yourselves. Never be lacking in zeal, but keep your spiritual fervor serving the Lord. Be joyful in hope, patient in affliction, faithful in prayer. Share with the Lord's people who are in need. Practice hospitality. Bless those who persecute you. Bless and do not curse. Rejoice with those who rejoice. Mourn with those who mourn. Live in harmony with one another. Do not be proud, but be willing to associate with people of low position. Do not be conceited. Do not repay anyone evil for evil. Be careful to do what is right in the eyes of everyone. If it is possible, as far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. Do not take revenge, my dear friends, but leave room for God's wrath. For it is written, it is mine to avenge. I will repay, says the Lord. On the contrary, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he is thirsty, give him something to drink. In doing this, you will heap burning coals on his head. 
do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. Thank you. Keep praying for Dalen as he's uh, restarting our youth ministry and it's returning as well. Cooperation. It is a word that we don't hear much about, unfortunately, in our culture today. It seems that there is not a lot of cooperation in politics. There's not a lot of cooperation between a lot of neighbors. There's not a lot of cooperation at work. Unfortunately, even in homes, there's not a lot of cooperation. Because we have misunderstood this concept, we have thought that cooperation means giving in. You win, I lose. Well, first of all, to have healthy relationships, it needs to be we win or we lose. Or it's not going to be healthy. That cooperation is working together to work things out. Now, what does that look like? To live in cooperation in healthy relationships means, first of all, living in harmony. As Dalen read there in uh, verses uh, 9 and 10, let love be genuine, abhor what is evil, hold fast to what is good, love one another with brotherly affection, outdo one another in showing honor. To live in harmony is to seek what's best. To live in harmony is thinking of the other person first. Verse 16, in fact, says, live in harmony. It's not my idea. This is God's. Now, Paul wrote this to the Christians in Rome because they were not cooperating very well. And understand, they were in a hostile culture toward Christians. And he still said, live in harmony. We can do that without compromising. And in a relationship, a one-to-one -one relationship in particular, we have to be thinking of the other person first. Some versions translate verse 16 to say being of the same mind or being of one mind. Does that mean you agree on everything? Not if you're both living. It just doesn't work that way normally. Jody and I have had a lot of great years of marriage. All of them will say have been great. She told me not to say the number. But it's not because we agree on everything. Far from it. I believe when you eat fried eggs that the white stuff should not move around. She thinks it should all jiggle. In fact, one town we lived in and our favorite restaurant to go to for breakfast, the waitress just wrote on the ticket, snotty eggs. Okay, that's one of those that she's now cringing because I said that out loud. We don't generally like the same movies. 
that doesn't really matter. Cooperation is thinking of what's best for the other person. Because what's best for them will be best for us. And that's not just true in a marriage, that's true in a friendship. What's best for you? And if both of us are seeking what's best for the other, we will come to the best conclusion. Now, to do that, you do have to have conversations with each other. We have a tendency at times, especially if there's tension between us, to not talk, which adds to the tension and keeps us from even knowing what the other person would prefer. Cooperation, to live in harmony. Asking what is best for the relationship. Meaning I am putting harmony, peace, and the long-term relationship above my personal preferences. I've used this before, but it bears repeating. We, for many years, when our grandkids, when all of them were a little younger, we gave a Christmas present to each one of them that was a personal experience. We gave them about three choices among things we knew they loved to do and said, which of these three would you like to do with us? And it would just be you and us going to do this experience. It could have been a shopping trip. It could have been to a specific movie. It could have been golfing. It could have been fishing. It could have been anything. Or a trip to Chuck E. Cheese. Which erroneously is sometimes called a pizza place. The games are good. And they serve pizza. And I remember on one occasion when on one weekend we had two or three experiences with grandkids where what they chose was to go see a superheroes movie. And as we had posted about that and talked about what a great time we had, I had someone ask me, so you like superhero movies? I said, nope, not at all. I said, then why did you do it? I said, because my grandson loves them and I love him. You see, if we would seek that in our relationships, husband and wife, parent and child, brother and sister, friend and friend, even toward our enemies, we would see a great change in our relationships. What's best for the relationship? What is the other person's preference? Not my demands. Healthy relationships and having cooperation requires a lot of prayer. To have healthy relationships requires a lot of prayer in any relationship. Verse 12, rejoice in hope, be patient in tribulation, be constant in prayer. Praying continually, praying a lot Praying fervently, passionately, and any other word that you can use. In other words, to be constant in prayer. It means to have a continual attitude and posture of prayer. 
Now, by posture of prayer, I don't mean your physical posture, because frankly, I don't think that matters. Whether you sit, stand, lay, kneel, crawl, walk, run, or whatever. On Sunday mornings when I'm in here and you're not here yet, and I'm spending time in prayer, not just for the service, but for all of you, and I'm walking around most of that time. Walking in and out of the rows, imagining who might be there, praying for whoever it is. God gives me pause at times at a certain seat. And so I just pray for whoever's going to be there. And whatever their need may be. To be in that constant attitude of prayer. Meaning that I don't have to prepare to pray. I can pray at any moment. Meaning I don't have to be in this building to pray. I can pray anywhere. And we need to be praying often about our relationships, praying for the other person. We, now, we have a tendency when we are having tension, to say it nicely in our relationship, to pray about the other person instead of for them. You know what I mean. Lord, help them to see that I am right. And they're wrong. Lord, help them to see it now. Or strike them. No, we don't usually pray that. To be in constant prayer. What we're talking about is a posture of the heart and the mind. That when their name comes to mind... We pray. I love how often the Apostle Paul in his letters to the churches and the Christians was saying, I pray for you as the Lord brings you to my mind. And what I've discovered is if when I pray, I say, Lord, bring them to my mind when it's needed, how often he brings them to my mind. And then it's up to me to be faithful to pray as the Lord does that. How much are you praying about your relationships? Praying that you would be wise in the relationship. It requires a lot of prayer, which means it takes perseverance. Perseverance in our prayer as well as in our relationships. Now, perseverance is actually another word for patience. Because to persevere means I am patient enough to keep going after it. In prayer, to persevere means to continue on for as long as it takes. I mentioned this phrase last week. We often pray ASAP. Lord, do this as soon as possible. I like Mark Batterson who said, let's pray ALAT. As long as it takes. To be constant, persevering in our prayers, for our relationships. Third, not just living in harmony and not just praying a lot, but make sure if you're going to be in cooperation and have healthy relationships, do not seek vengeance in the relationship. 
Oh, man. Wouldn't this passage have been so much better if the Lord would have left that out? So that it left that room when it was needed? Because that's how we justify it, right? It's needed in this case. But the scripture said it's never needed. And it's not ours to do. In fact, the scripture tells us in the Old Testament even that vengeance is up to the Lord, not up to us. Verse 19, beloved, never avenge yourselves, but leave it to the wrath of God. For it is written, vengeance is mine, I will repay. It's not our role. Do not seek vengeance. If it's needed, it's up to the Lord. And it's probably not needed. You see, when we seek that, what we do is we play God. We take God's place. We ask him just to slide over for a little bit while we take care of this matter. Oh, I would never do that. You do it every time you seek vengeance. Every time you're trying to prove them wrong. Instead of proving you're in the relationship for the long haul. Vengeance comes in many forms. Not all of it violent. Vengeance comes in how we handle, speak, and treat one another. Do not seek vengeance. If it's needed, the Lord will do it. And if you try, you're trying to take God's place. And newsflash, you stink as God. Seriously. Now, by your expression, some of you didn't like that. You stink as God. So do I. It's not my role. It's his role. Let him play his role and let's play ours. And then lastly, to have healthy relationships, to return to what we need to return to, we need to be passionate about having loving, lasting, and growing relationships. To be passionate about it, committed to it fiercely, as we said last week. To have relationships that don't just extend, but that they are loving. To have relationships that don't just last, but they grow as they last. Healthy relationships continue to grow. Let me just insert in here. This is free. It's not in the message. I guess that means you paid for the rest of it, but never mind. <laughs> to have healthy, lasting, loving, growing relationships does take a lot of work. Just like it takes a lot of prayer. But it's worth it. Because the alternative is to have unhealthy relationships. You see, God created us to be in relationships, starting with him. And the first thing to check if you're struggling in some relationships is first, Lord, how are you and I doing? Because if I'm not doing well with the Lord, I'm not likely to do well with you. Instead, we have a tendency to go, it's your fault. <laughs> well, let's start with, Lord, 
how are we doing? Because if we get that relationship right, it's a lot easier, not easy, but easier to be in healthy relationships with one another. Verses 9, 10, and 11. Let love be genuine, sincere. I love the way the English Standard Version uses this next phrase. It says, abhor what is evil. Hate it. Stay away from it. Do everything possible to not be near it. Hold fast, tight, cling to what is good. Love one another with brotherly affection. You see, this relationship thing is in all relationships. Outdo one another in showing honor and in showing love. If you're going to be competitive in your relationship, let that competition be which one of us can do the most for the other one. Now, that's a contest. No, you first. No, you first. No, you first. That'd be awesome to see and to experience. Do not be slothful. Now, that's a fun word to say, slothful. There are certain words in the English language you don't have to um, get the definition for. Just by their pronunciation, it kind of describes itself. Because you, it, it's almost impossible to say slothful quick. I can't even do it. But notice it says, do not be slothful. Do not be slow in your zeal. Do not be lazy in your zeal in your relationships. One of the greatest struggles we have to have healthy relationships is sometimes we just get lazy. And choose not to work at it. What are you saying to the other person when they realize you're being lazy with them? You don't matter. Oh, no, that's not what I mean. Then don't act that way. Be fervent in your zeal. Because it says, do not be slothful in zeal. Be fervent in spirit Serve the Lord. It starts with him and your relationship with him. If that's not fervent, your relationships with one another are not likely to be passionate or healthy. Cooperation matters in our relationships. If we're going to be passionate about having long, lasting, loving Growing relationships, just like we said last week, you must be committed to the relationship. And you must communicate your commitment. Oh, they know. They might not. And even if they do, they would love to hear it. Communicate your commitment. And you see, your communication is not just in your words. It's in how you behave and act toward them, for them, and around them. In other words, be constant, committed in your communication of your commitment, and then show it. The old phrase that says, I can't hear what you're saying because what you're doing is speaking too loudly. 
show it. I believe it was Martin Luther who said, always be witnessing for Christ, and if necessary, use words. Always be committed and zealous and cooperative in your relationships, and if necessary, use words. Let me ask you, how cooperative are you in your relationships? Truly cooperative. Seeking to be in harmony. Communicating, praying regularly, constantly, fervently for that person in your relationship. Being committed, not seeking any revenge or to point out the faults. Are you living in harmony? Real harmony. Now remember, we looked last week, the scripture says, you know, if it is possible, live peaceably. Meaning that some people won't let you, but it says as far as it matters to you, as far as you're concerned, do your part to be at peace with the other person. And then let me ask you, how much are you praying for your relationships? How much are you praying for the other person? How much are you praying for the relationship to have healing if needed? To grow if needed? To continue as it is if it's doing well? Healthy relationships matter. We were created to be in relationships starting with God and with each other. Since we were created that way, let's make sure we're running to the Father, seeking His will, His way, His strength in that relationship and with one another. Who is it this week that you need to change your harmony with? Who is it this week that you need to spend more time praying about that relationship? Who is it this week that you need to remind them by your actions or your words that you're committed to the relationship? Jesus, thank you for your commitment to us. Thank you for your passion in seeking what's best. Thank you that you were so committed. You went to the cross for us. Oh Lord, help us to be zealous, prayerful, harmonious in all of our relationships. Check our hearts today. Show us where a change needs to be made. And may we have the courage to act on what you show us. Lord, I'm thanking you already for relationships that are going to be healed. For relationships that are going to move from unhealthy to healthy. For healthy relationships that are going to be reinforced. Because you're at work in us. In Jesus' name, I Plead for these things. Amen.